Good morning and welcome to ASL's HR in 10 at 10. I'm Jason Perry and I'm Kimberly Bradshaw and each week on a Thursday morning we talk about the goings-on in HR to keep you up to date as to uh, what you need to be aware of as an employer. Yeah, never a dull day and so many topics to choose from each week. Absolutely not. Well, last week we, we managed to talk quite a lot in depth about what's going on in Ukraine. And I, I kind of think it's still a little bit there, isn't it? it? It's wider than Ukraine. But for me, the big thing right now, Kimberly, still has to be the cost of living crisis. What's going on with our people and the effect it's having on their pocket and their, their ability to live, put food on the table and not feel a reduction in their wages. Yes, I was interested by what the ONS reported, actually, because they, is it a 1% um, pay reduction when it's, adjusted for inflation? Yes, in real terms, which is that lovely phrase governments always use, in real terms, we, by the time you adjust for any changes in, in inflation, um, the average person has a drop of 1% in their disposable um, income, in their, in their um, take-home pay now. Yes, I can't remember what the um, the assessment period was that they used because what's going through my head, and I'm no financial modeler or anything like that, but what's going through my head is we've seen so much about you know vast salary increases to recruit people. Does that mean it's reduced after the salary increases or before? Well, I, I, I think the thing you've got to factor in when looking at this, this is the breadth of everybody. We've heard about, and I think professional services was the big one, where we looked at things like um, top legal firms, top accounting firms. We're talking about pay rises upwards of 10% as a you know relatively normal thing to be expected this year. But what we don't think about is those firms that are struggling through the pandemic, those firms who actually are finding it tough and have burnt their reserves just to survive. And perhaps I'm now looking at it and saying, really sorry, there is no pay rise this year because we just don't have the money. Um, or firms that are operating on, um, one that strikes me often is kind of healthcare contracts, things like childcare contracts. The contracts are often negotiated for, you know, whether or not it's 12 months or three year rolling periods. And the fact that the cost of living has gone up doesn't mean their ability to charge their client a fee has gone up. Well, likewise for charities, you know, they're funded in particular ways. And just because, you know, and often funding, certainly from places like the Arts Council, for example, is is for two, three years. Yes. And so how are they going to afford to increase anything when yeah. they don't have any more money to, to play with? Yes. So a lot of organisations are making long-term rolling plans as to how they finance themselves. And... I think when you look at this real terms reduction of 1%, that's taking into account the companies that either put pay cuts through COVID and haven't been able to reverse them yet, and there are a few of those out there. Um, you're talking about companies that haven't been able to do any pay rise at all, but you're also bringing in the small number. And I think, you know, we can talk about these big pay rises as 12% in, let's say, the legal industry. But what we know 
is that's a small number of people compared to those working in the massive industries where people perhaps aren't seeing those increases. Yes, and I think the issue going forward is that unemployment levels are really, really low. And yet there was, what was the the number of new job vacancies? Was it a new record? Unemployment is at pre-pandemic levels. However, just a word of caution, um, and that's at 3.9%. Economic activity, sorry, economic inactivity, i.e. working age people who choose not to be either in work or searching for work, is actually a little bit higher than it was. So there are some people who, um, for want of a better way of putting it, have opted out of employment, whether voluntarily or otherwise. Um, But you're right, job vacancies has hit another record high at about 1.3 million vacancies. So we have a huge number of employers looking for people, struggling to find them, and somewhere scrabbling to attract people, often by putting pay rates up. And even in spite of that, we're seeing a real terms reduction. Yes, interesting times. So on the figure of, uh, on the topic of figures and salaries, should we talk about the changes coming up in April? Well, just before we do, there's a couple of bits I, I, I still think are worthy of talking on there, which we'll come back to in a sec. But the couple of things that struck me when I looked at this data is the point when real terms pay fell below inflation looks like, on the graph I was looking at, looks like it was July last year. Now that's quite interesting. Um, And the two lines, you know, it's one of those lovely graphs with lines all over the place. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. And for those of you listening on podcast, you just can't see the the, the hand gestures Kimberly's making to reflect reflect a complex graph. But um, the lines crossed in July, August last year where the effect of wages fell below the effect of both RPI and CPI inflation rates. And the gap has been getting bigger ever since. I mean, it's just a downward slide. Now, given we're expecting inflation this year to hit 7 8%, perhaps 9% for a brief period, this is going to become more and more significant and people are going to need to look at their people, particularly those on the lower wages, and what caught my attention was Curry's. Curry's have just given a 5.2% pay award, and this is the second one in 12 months to anyone who is hourly paid. So all of their hourly paid people are now on a minimum of £10, which is both above the national living wage and above the real living wage. And I think we're going to see more of that, Kimberly. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. That's a good point to move on the 1st of April changes, I think, because perhaps we should start with the living wage. Indeed, the national living wage will be going up to £9.50 In- from, I think it's £8.91 at the moment, isn't it? And that's for over 23-year-olds. Obviously, the figures are yes. less if yes. you're younger or an apprentice. Yes, there's, there's about another five layers of figures for different age gaps underneath. But the headline figure most people are interested in, as you say, is that £9.50. The real living wage, which you and I have talked about on here before, um, went up in November... Um, It's interesting that they set it at a different time, but went up in November to £9.90. So, 
you know, there's now only 40 pence between the two. That's also kind of interesting as the gap's closing. Um, yes, it is. I mean, I think that's one of the lowest gaps we've we've ever seen. Yeah. <clears throat> I was just reflecting on what you said about the time that they announced it. I think, if I'm right, the announcement from the real living wage people came after the announcements of what the uh, national yes, statutory rates yeah. were going to be. Um, they also... They also allow about six months for somebody to match it. So it was announced in November and employers had till May to match it. So, But Curry's move to go to £10, I think, is an interesting one. I think we're heading for a period where the living wage will not be a baseline. I think there will be many lower paid employers traditionally who will now be paying above those lines. So, What I'd be interested to see is how many companies are signing up to the real living wage yes. uh, and making that commitment because we've talked a lot about the challenges of employing people and attracting them to you yes. but that is being one of those companies is a way of attracting. Indeed, indeed. Um, there's a couple of other changes going on on pay. I mean these feel very, very small I have to say looking at them. Um, the uh, what do we call them family statutory pay so everything from maternity pay paternity pay adoption um, there's a range of them in there aren't there so yeah. all of those things um, are moving and it feels very very small to me I have to say it's going up from £151.97 to £156.66 so somewhere about £5 a week um, I'm not really sure £5 a week cuts it um, in the current climate, but equally, employers have to fund this somehow. So that's happening. I guess for most employers, you need to be aware of this. But the reality is, um, what's actually happening is it's done by your payroll process. If you've got a modern, smart payroll system, you, you just need to be aware and check the changes are rolling through rather than know the numbers, don't you? Absolutely, yes. Sorry, I was distracted slightly by a cat jumping over ah, there. They do that sort of thing. Um, and likewise, SSP's changing. So. Yes, but equally, people need to be aware of the fact that the COVID SSP specifically ends on the 17th of this month. Which is today. Uh, today, yes. yes. So COVID and SSP is now a thing of the past. Exactly. Today is the last day of it. Um, and also, you have to put your claim in to HMRC by, I think it's the 25th, if I recall correctly. So next week, you have to process your payroll at the beginning of next week and get your claim in for any COVID SSP. Otherwise, you will not be refunded. Exactly. And then normal SSP, which is what will be the only option going forward, has gone up by about three pounds. Again, uh, not small. £96.35 to £99.35. So no doubt there'll be many more of those questions to ministers asking them whether they could live on £99 a week. And I think we all know the answer. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, that's coming again. And for many, many employers, that's paid for by the employer. And it's a question of finding the money for that, how it's dealt with, isn't it? So... 
Kimberly, we are rapid. I would say we're rapidly running out of time for HR. Uh, we're for, over. I know uh, we are. For HR we? in 12 or HR in 13 or whatever. But just one last one I want to sneak in for the changes from beginning of April. Right to work checks are worthy of a mention, aren't they? Yes, because that's going to be made possible permanently going forward. Um, it's going to be a digital checking service and that's going to make so much you know it's going to be so much more time efficient for those of us that are used to meeting up with somebody seeing a passport their driving license utility bills taking a photograph and you know, i'm smiling because although this comes in at the beginning of april many of us aren't quite sure how it's going to work yet are we well, no, and no research that I've done has told me how we're going to get these codes from people. I'm sure there's somebody out there that does know, but my understanding is that new employees, you'll get a code and you'll be able to check them on this fancy-smancy Wonderful new system. Service. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm expecting it to be quite like um, the checks for um, EU nationals. Yeah. Um, who've applied to uh, the rights to remain in the UK. Um, so I'm thinking it will be quite similar to that scheme. But the second bit is we're expecting accredited providers or certified providers to be available for checking. Um, and I think the reality is, as an employer, you need to make sure you do your due diligence and your chosen partner is appropriately uh, certified to do what you're looking for. Um, but it's worth mentioning, there's nothing to stop you doing manual checks. You're still allowed to look at that passport um, or the combination of the birth certificate and the NI document to verify that they have the right to work, aren't you? You are. Sorry, I'm thinking of a funny story about a client that brought his in and nearly lost all of them. But we obviously haven't got time for that. But I'll tell you that another time. We'll have to do that another day. But for now, uh, I think this has been HR in about 14. Uh, so, Kimberly, as ever, thank you so much for joining me and uh, working with us on this this morning. And we will see you all same time next week. Pleasure as always, Jason. Thank you. See you next week. Thanks for watching. Bye bye for now.